Hey there, and welcome to the Global Girl Community's official podcast. The GGC believes that every content creator and influencer out there has the ability to inspire, empower, and explore. We're here to start conversations with like-minded professionals, fellow community members, and girls just like you to make a change and encourage us all towards success. So get comfy, get ready, and let's begin. And welcome back to another episode of the GGC podcast. My name is Danny McBride, and I'm coming at you with another exciting interview with a fellow blogger and travel junkie. Uh, If you've been listening to our podcast for a while now, we would absolutely love it if you could leave us a quick review and give us a rating. Uh, We love hearing from our listeners and your support means everything to us. Uh, Today on the GGC podcast, we've got Angel Trin. She is the founder of the blog Pennywise Traveler. Pennywise Traveler is about cheap and free things to do in New York. She shares money tips and travel advice. To date, Angel has been to 35 countries and all seven continents. Wow. Uh, She started her blog to connect the dots between money and travel. She publishes a free weekly NYC events list to to show people that they do not need to spend money to go out in New York and can instead save that money for traveling. Hey, Angel, how are you today? I'm good. How are you today? I am doing so good. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Of course. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so how have you been doing? How's how's your Wednesday going so far? Uh, Wednesday's going okay. Um, today I have a few webinars I'm also going to as well. Um, the good thing about coronavirus right now is that there's a lot of different events you could do virtually. So I've been doing a mm-hmm. lot of free fitness um, workouts on Instagram. I've been also going to a lot of different webinars. So I know that right now there's also um, webinars I went to from Hey Berna to learn more about money. And also mm-hmm. Travel Girl Finance, they have free money courses that you can look into. And Elvest also has free um, Instagram lives about money tips. Wow. Yeah, that's so cool. I've been using this time to kind of like venture into like more different um, events and stuff, except virtually. Mm-hmm. Just because wow. um, right, right now with the situation with coronavirus, you have to do the best you can. So the mm-hmm. best thing you can do right now is try to like look into different projects that you haven't done as much as you used to. And for me, I've always wanted to learn more about money, which is why I also have a money blog, because there's always something you don't know. So mm-hmm. um, I've been looking more into doing more virtual events and looking to the free money courses as well. That's super cool. Yeah, I love how there's just so much online activity right now. Um, And it's always been like a big thing. But yeah, like same, I've been loving like YouTube channels, there's so many free workouts and webinars and workshops. And um, yeah, it's like, it's really cool how, you know, in times of need, like just the online community has come so like, close and there's just so much available to everybody. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know that I did a Y7 yoga the other day on Instagram Live. And mm-hmm. it was about 3,000 people that tuned in also to the Instagram Live. So it's kind of cool because it's like, you know how you see the um, ones in Instagram Live? You see mm-hmm. all the conversations popping up where people are also putting the chat. And you, see, and you feel yeah. like more united that way. That you mm-hmm. see that the number go up or down for how many people are working out at the same time as you. How cool. I am yeah. a t- I'm do an online workout. Uh, I've been home for about 10 days now and I still have not done an online workout. I can't say that I'm the biggest fan of (laughs) working out. I do love yoga though, but that is something that um, I put on my wish list during this quarantine is to do some more um, at home workouts. It's just a little hard because I have, I live in an apartment and my, my, my toddler's home now, my husband's home. um, So it gets a little chaotic, but it's definitely something that I want to do. Hopefully I can entice my two and a half year old to maybe do a little workout with me uh, to entertain him. But that's something that I definitely want to start doing just to start moving my body because I'm feeling the the effects of not being able to move around because, you know, I work from home most of the time, but I do spend a lot of time like being out running errands and just doing things um, around town and I haven't been able to do that. So it's been kind of, kind of, different (laughs) yeah for sure after the um podcast episode i could forward you some of the workouts i've been doing 
And then mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to make a schedule of all the different types of workouts. So it might be helpful to just to see what time it is and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I so love I that. Send it, I could definitely send it over and then you guys can also forward it to the, um, the, like, you know, the, the viewers in your newsletter. Yes. Oh my God. That'd be awesome. Um, we'll definitely chat after the interview. Yeah, uh, so definitely. tell, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, um, and what you do. Okay, so my name is Angel Trin. I'm the founder of the blog Pennywise Traveler. So I'm originally from Los Angeles. I went to school in San Francisco at UC Berkeley. I studied abroad in Rome. I did volunteer work in Botswana and now I live in New York City. So I started this blog to connect the dots between money and travel. So for me, I've been at 35 countries to date in all seven continents. So I felt like there was a gap between like money and travel. They go hand in hand. So what you have to do is to teach people how they save on everyday things, such as by going to free NYC events instead of paying for things. And I wanted to connect it back to travel, how I save money by not going out, by going to all these free mm-hmm. different events, and how you can use that as a future travel budget for your upcoming trip. And wow. right now, I'm currently working on more of travel hacking tips. So you can stay tuned for that as well. Yes. Oh, love all the travel hacking tips. <laughs> that definitely, definitely helps a lot because traveling can get so expensive. Um, so we learned, you know, what inspired you to start. How long have you been blogging for? So I officially started blogging for one year now. So my anniversary okay. of my blog was actually last March. But I've been traveling for the past seven years. So I've been traveling for seven years now and I've been to all 35, well, not all 35. I've been in 35 countries and all seven continents. So I I felt like it was necessary to show people how Mm -hmm. I save on everyday things by going to free events. So one example is that like um, there is free yoga classes that you go to in the city. Instead Mm -hmm. of paying $20 to go to a yoga studio, a lot of different events will have free yoga from that instructor. So you can go to that event with the same instructor with like the similar quality because it's the same instructor and go Mm -hmm. for free instead of paying $20 or $25 for a class. And a lot of the speakers that I've noticed that speak at big conferences, such as Blog Her or Create and Cultivate, they also mm-hmm. have indiv- individual events that they do at stores or at their, like, just in- individual events they do throughout the city. So you, mm-hmm. you can actually meet them at an event instead of paying $300 to go to a conference. Oh, yeah, that's, so that's cool. one. Le- that's one. That's another money hack tip for there. So um, a lot of the big conferences... Because you have to think from a PR perspective, if you're flying someone from Los Angeles to come out to New York City to do an event for a blogger, most likely, not always, but that person will also do smaller events in a city. And they're either free or cheaper at like $20 or $25. Instead of paying $300, you could see them for like free or a lower price. Yeah. Lululemon does stuff like that too. Like uh, yeah. if you're in, in LA, you can go to like the, like the, their Sunday classes uh, for free, which is kind of cool. Um, Cause yeah, like so many of those activities can be so expensive, especially like those trendy workout classes, you know, like yoga, spin, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff gets really pricey. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of options, you know, for us, if we, you know, want to save money, do things at a discounted price or do it for free. There's a lot, definitely a lot of options. Um, but the big question that like, you know, even my, I ask myself, is like, how do I find out about this? So that's cool that you kind of like take the time to like find all this out and just, you know, put it out for your readers. Yeah. Um, do you like just cater to just New York city specifically, or do you kind of like just give like an overall like tips on how to like, for example, people living in other cities, like how could they like find out about this kind of stuff? Well, right now the free NYC event list, it's mostly catered towards New York city, but I do do some other money articles so they could get kind mm-hmm. of an idea of how I find things. So one of the articles I wrote recently was about how I found free events. So I find free events mm-hmm. through Eventbrite, Facebook, and also through Instagram. Those are probably the top three ways I find events mm-hmm. for um, going out and everything. So there's a lot of different resources you could tap into. It's just that people don't realize it. So one example is that for the Yoga Expo, this happened in Los Angeles and Pasadena in January. So mm-hmm. it literally took me less than one minute and I found a promo code to go to the Yoga Expo in Pasadena for free. So I literally typed into Facebook free promo code Yoga Expo. And within like, I think it was like two or three search results, I found the promo code, typed it in and went to the Yoga Expo for free. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's funny because um, most of the promo codes I find online 
a lot of them are also on Facebook. So Google could get kind of like hard sometimes because there's so much different mm-hmm. results. But a yeah. lot of the brands or vendors that go to events like the Yoga Expo, they will put out a free promo code to promote themselves. So then they want you to come as part of their community. So that's one little hack there. If you want to find um, promo codes for stuff, first go on Facebook and then go on Google because Facebook is actually faster because there's less search results for the volume and you'll find it straight to that vendor or that person who's having an event at the conference. Interesting. Yeah. I thought of like doing it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I learned that the other day. I was so curious because I went to the Boston Travel Adventure Show. So I literally typed in Google. I found a promo code on Google eventually, but the first one that came up was actually through Facebook. So one of the vendors for the Travel and Venture Show in Boston, they put a promo code out on their Facebook status. And because I searched it in Facebook, I was able to find the promo code there. And when I compared it to Google, it was on the second page versus on Mm -hmm. Facebook. It was within two or three, like very, very fast for the um, search result. So that's another tip if you want to find things faster is actually for promo codes, it's better to use Facebook than um, going on Google. Okay. Yeah, and what because- kind of like inspired you to like, to niche down on like the, like the money tips and all that kind of stuff? I felt like money and travel goes hand in hand. So an example would be if like, I, I live in New York city, but I'm from Los Angeles originally. So if I'm going to go to like Los Angeles to visit my parents, I want to go to an event there too. You know, I just don't want to stay mm-hmm. home all day with my parents. I mean, my parents are nice, but like, can only like, <laughs> maximize my trip out there. Right. So mm-hmm. like during the holidays, when the yoga expo was happening, I was going to be in Los Angeles anyway, to see my parents. And I was looking for events to do like around the city. And then I saw that there was a yoga expo. So I was like, okay, like I'm going to find what else is going on. And then it literally took me like less than one minute. And I found the promo code on Facebook to go for free. So for me, the way I see it is that like, if you have any trips coming up or anything, like whether it be to Los Angeles or going to like New York or anywhere Mm -hmm. in general, like London or Paris is to look up events that are there too and see if they have promo codes. And a lot of the vendors, they would promote their promo codes on their Facebook um, page. Okay. And do you like normally just like look up just general like events or do you go into like specific like types of events? Like are there okay. like a certain categories that you always like kind of go for? Because um, I, I can I can imagine that like just typing in like, oh, like events in Los Angeles could be just very broad and just very like overwhelming maybe. Okay, so for that yoga expo, for that that specific example, because that's a specific event, I literally typed in yoga expo promo code, and then it popped up. So like for if you were looking for a specific event, you would have to type that name specifically and then the promo code right after. But -hmm. if you're looking for general events, like just free stuff to do and everything, um, Eventbrite's great for that they have a free filter and you can literally um, search by let's say like workout and type in the free filter and it'll give you all the dates that they have free events like for free yoga or free cardio workout it's good for that sense so it depends on what you're looking for if you're more interested in just doing the activity eventbrite's good for that Mm -hmm. if you're more specific facebook is better for that okay Interesting. Um, and what about for like international travel? Like what would you be, what would be your best advice for like planning like an international trip? I, I know at the moment, you know, not a lot of traveling is happening, but you know, things will, will resume eventually. And I know like a lot of our, you know, our listeners are just our comedian in general. We're very passionate about traveling. Um, so what would be like your best advice for planning like a, an abroad trip and you know, how to kind of like plan your itinerary by being money, you know, money wise, um, and all that stuff. Okay. So for money wise, I actually started travel hacking more this year. So I looked into more for the credit card. So what you can do is that um, I actually do this for my, for my house. So a lot of the credit cards, they have sign up bonuses. Credit mm-hmm. cards are good for the sign up bonuses because when you do the math for how much they charge you for um, the sign up bonus, it's still cheaper. So one example would be I got the Chase Reserve this year. So on Chase Reserve, I forgot the exact amount they give you in travel bonuses, but I charged my rent on that card. So my rent Mm -hmm. for New York City, it's like with my roommates and everything, it's more than $3,000 each month. But Uh I charge on my card, but even with the fee, I think it was 2.5% that my my property charges us. 
it was still cheaper to use that as points wise versus just paying out of pocket because that's everyday spending that you would pay anyway. So if you're looking for um, travel credit cards, definitely sign on bonuses are good for that to pay for the trip. So I kind of okay. wish I did it more for my Antarctica trip because I was still kind of learning the game because there's a lot of tips and tricks you could do in the game. So um, some credit cards, they're good for wiping it out as cash back. So one credit card for that would be the Capital One Venture card. It comes with TSA PreCheck. And you could also use a purchase eraser. So let's say my trip to Antarctica was $5,000. You know, for like Chase Reserve, you're, you're supposed to use that um, points to transfer to partners and such as like United or Hyatt for like redeeming points. But mm -hmm. if you were to do it on um, Capital One Venture, you could use it as a purchase eraser instead of transferring it to partners where you knocked out that sign-on bonus with the purchase eraser off your trip because that would count as a travel expense for your cruise. So it depends on what you're kind of looking for. If you're more for mm -hmm. like cruise-wise, I would definitely look into the credit cards that you could use a purchase eraser for. If you can transfer to partners for a specific trip, such as like for me to go to um, Argentina and then to Antarctica for the plane ticket, Chase, um, Chase, um, Sapphire Reserve is good for that because you could transfer to partners to book that um, airplane. But then if you want to wipe out the cruise because there's no um, cruise credit card for that Antarctica trip, the purchase eraser is good for that on Capital One. So it depends on what kind of trip you're going for. But I would say okay. credit cards are good for that and definitely do your research because mm -hmm. I've noticed that when I um, go on different credit card websites for different bloggers and stuff, some of them promote the the um, credit card that has the biggest um, affiliate affiliate money for them. They're not in like trying to like do what's best for you. They're doing what's best for mm -hmm. them for terms of affiliate income. So I would definitely do your research around and see what's best for your needs because it gets a little bit complicated in the sense where um, not like super complicated. You just have to do your research. Yeah. But um, some of them, like for Chase, you're going to have five credit cards in the past 24 months. So it depends on how you want to tag team it. You know, like if you're wow. planning this Antarctica trip, like let's say three years in advance, you could save up all those points depending on what the bank says for like how long to keep those points active to save enough money to purchase Eraser it off for your cruise trip. So it just depends on what, what kind of trip you're going towards. But that's my money tip that I would do for booking a trip. Mm -hmm. And in terms of... And yeah, and in terms of like going to places, so let's say like if I was planning a trip to Paris yeah. or like to New York or anywhere in general, like in terms of itinerary wise, I usually just Google like um, cheap and free like things to do in Paris or like London or wherever I'm going. And sometimes I will find a calendar similar to mine where like a specific company um, will have like a list of different events going on in that city. And then if I want to be really specific and see if there's a promo code, I would check on Facebook right after for that specific event to see if mm -hmm. I can find a discount code to go to that event. So that's how I would, I, that's how I would do the first process. So first for your tickets to get there, figure out what you're doing. If you're going by airplane or plane, I mean, sorry, airplane or cruise, sorry, airplane, cruise or train. <laughs> sorry, like I, I, I messed up right there. Kind of what, <laughs> no what vehicle transportation you're trying to go for. And then um, depending on which credit card you would use for that. And then the second one would be like once you get there, look up free things to do in that city or like cheap and free stuff to do. And then from there, if you want to find a promo code, go on Facebook next to see if you can find a promo code to go to that event. And, and if not it's like you might have to pay full price but yeah. the vast majority of the events i've been to i've noticed they always give them out promo codes like for yeah the event for shape summit um it was a big fitness festival that was in um well fitness conference in general with a bunch of fitness bloggers and just like health bloggers that was in september october in new york city that conference i heard like, about it yeah that is so it, cool it normally costs three hundred dollars I literally found on Facebook a free promo code to go for free. And then oh. the, um, the Mogul X conference was also in New York City. It was like a week or two prior in September or so. And I mm -hmm. literally went on Facebook, found the same thing again. Instead of paying full price to go, I went for free. So it's like, see, I would have never thought about like going on Facebook to like yeah, find all like, these things. Yeah, because yeah. I usually just like Google things, and I, if I can't find anything, I'm like, oh, whatever. But I never thought about like, actually like going to like the Facebook pages and the and to like try to find codes, and that makes a lot of sense yeah. that they would put their stuff on there on the events. Yeah. 
because like you had to think from that person's perspective right if you're a blogger and you're going to an event you want people to join you right i mean you also yeah from them, exactly like, you, want, you also want people to like your status that you're giving out a code right so it's like for them they're also measuring like success and metrics of like how many people are going to see this this message that i have a promo code and then i also want people to see me but if people don't have the money and i have a promo code to go for free then i can bring my audience to go for free so it's like you think from like also the business side of things too from the blogger standpoint and also mm-hmm. like how like they want to reach out to their audiences because not everybody has $300 to pay to go to some conference in New York City you know so exactly that's, that's behind that and I usually notice that the promo codes they usually happen like I would say a week or two before the event so if you're dying to go to some certain event or so pay full price because a promo code might not happen but if you know that an event might not sell out or so then you can wait it out a little bit longer and then you can find a promo code literally like a week or two before the event starts so it just depends on how ambitious Mm -hmm. you are about going to exactly exactly and as for like like hotel stays like if you're traveling like abroad and things like that like do you have like certain websites that you kind of go to to try to find like good deals on hotels or hostels or yeah um, like airbnbs and stuff like that yeah, definitely. So um, on Chase, I have, I, I feel like I'm, I should be a sponsor for Chase. So for right? Chase, I'm right? sure they have like an affiliate program or something or we'll yeah, just reach I'm... out to them and be like, dude, sponsor this girl. <laughs> <laughs> so for Chase offers, um, it's in your app for the Chase. Um, if you have a Chase card for both Freedom mm-hmm. and also Freedom Unlimited and also um, for Reserve, you could check the individual Chase offers for each card. So for Airbnb, they had a special discount that's still going on. I think it's like 10% cash back or so. So if you didn't have the Freedom card, but it was on the Reserve card, and sometimes it's vice versa. And the thing is, the trick for Chase is that you can move the points from one credit card to another credit card. So for because it's in the Chase family for... Um, for points so an example would be for um i i booked something on groupon i think i got like a 10 percent discount on chase offers for um freedom and the thing was is i also got a promo code from the internet so i combined them both and i stacked on top of that and on top of that you could book through another portal like rakuten and then you get the mm-hmm. cash back from there so you stack three times in just one purchase alone for like damn or something yeah it's, it's funny how that <laughs> wow. works, right and um, the, actually, the other day, for the people that are um, traveling in the U.S., I mean, well, not right now for travel-wise, but um, mm-hmm. I, this actually happened to me the other day when I was in Philadelphia. I was going to a points meetup to, like, you know, learn more about travel hacking in Philadelphia. So I actually stacked seven times on Lyft. So one stack you do is you book the ride through free um, through Rakuten, and then next, it also stacked through Delta for the lift points. Then it also stacked on um, Hilton for points. Then it stacked on Chase because I got the, um, I think I got, I got, it was still like my $300 credit for um, travel wise. So it's, yeah. it's funny. You could just like stack on so much different things that you don't even think about. And, and what do you mean have... by like stacking like exactly like how does that work um and the, would, could this be for like any credit card because i'm sure like not everybody has like chase and all that yeah. um but like how does the stacking kind of like process work yeah definitely i could go into that so for lyft you could have any credit card it doesn't matter what credit card you had i actually stacked seven times on that so what i did was that i was with my friend we we're going to this travel um meetup for um to learn more about travel hacking so we were going to that meetup and um, I booked the ride through Rakuten. So that's mm-hmm. that's the name of a portal that you can use. And then right after that, um, I did in my travel credit card, which is Chase. And I still have a $300 credit from Chase from Reserve. So that gave me um, oh, okay. points for that. And also mm-hmm. Chase has a special deal right now. If you use Lyft, you get 10 times the points. So even, even if I use the $300 oh, credit, I would still okay. get 10 times the points. And then you add any Lyft codes for that. And then since you booked your ride through Rakuten or the Freebirds app, and then you stack on GetPi. So GetPi is another cashback, or um, you could use it for cryptocurrency, I believe. And then next, you link your credit card to JoinDrop, and then that one also gives you points for awards. So you could use that for either Delta Miles or Amazon or Whole Foods. And then you have your Delta Rewards app, and then you have your Hilton's um, right after. The only one that you actually have to remember to do each time is the Rakuten ones. The other ones are automated. So as long as you have your credit card linked to your account or your Lyft account tied to your Delta or Hilton's account, it would do each time. Because people do forget. This is like seven 
seven stuff you could do on one transaction alone. And the only thing you have to remember next time when you book the Lyft is either do the Freebirds app or do it through the Rakuten app to get the cash mm-hmm. back. So it's okay. like some of them are automated, which is nice because people like us forget. And I think for me, I actually forgot to do it through Rakuten, but the other ones I got the points for. So I'm still happy with that, you know? Yeah. How, I was going to say, like, how long does it take you to book the, the car? But if everything's no, like, automated, it, like, it takes, it know? took me literally like, like normal. You just go straight to, um, like, if you forgot to do Rakuten for the mm-hmm. um, cashback, you just go straight through Lyft on your app and you did everything. And then by the time my transaction ended, when I got to that station, within a day or two, I saw my apps populate because they give you an email sometimes or a notification that you got points for this ride and I got points for that ride. So like the other ones were all automated on the app itself. Mm. So as long okay. as, as yeah, so as long as you link your credit card or your um your rewards, because like for Hilton and for Delta, it's based on your Lyft account. The other ones are based on your credit card. It just goes automated. So you don't okay. have to like forget about it because it's easy to forget, like you know, because like you know, it's one little thing that you have to remember to do each time. Okay, that makes sense. That makes more sense, yeah. Definitely. Um, wow, you got it down to like a T. <laughs> yeah, it's actually funny because if you want to do an everyday spend, I'll give you another example. So like my mom has a cell phone, right? Just like everybody else, you probably have a cell phone. But did you know that um, cell phones also have insurance on credit cards that do not charge? So I actually signed my, my, my mom up for the Wells Fargo Propel card and that comes with cell phone protection. So she cracks her screen. She mm-hmm. gets insurance on her phone for free and it's a $25 deductible versus on Chase Inc. It's a $100 deductible plus a $95 annual fee for the card. So it depends oh, wow. what you're kind of like looking for because the Chase Inc. one is good for the sign-on bonus. The Wells Fargo one has no has um, no annual fee but has less of a sign-up bonus to meet. But you get the benefit, benefit of getting the um, insurance. And also on Wells Fargo, you got three times, I think, the points on gas. And in LA, you drive a lot, right? So like you mm-hmm. get three times the points for doing gas so like I got that card specifically for my mom in case she breaks her phone and then she just uses it as gas that's that's the only thing she uses it for for like for that specific card so it depends on what you're kind of looking for you know so like um, yeah yeah for like the chase freedom card for next month it's five percent cash back at groceries and since we're all like you know like to this tea where we're all like stuck at our house if you have amazon fresh or instacart Instacart charges you a 5% fee, but if you have Chase Freedom, you off-ridden that fee already by getting that 5% cash back on that purchase for next month. Mm-hmm. And on Amazon Fresh, you get 5% cash back for getting the groceries. So it just, it just, you have to really see what you're looking for and what specific areas, you know? So like, yeah. that's like my top tip, depending what you're, where you stand. Because some people are very specific. Like my mom, she doesn't want to pay $95 annual fee. She doesn't travel that much. So like, it doesn't make sense for her to get a Chase preferred card or another card that charges an annual fee. But if she's just getting it for her needs for cell phone protection, if you break your screen, it's only a $25 deductible and you don't mm-hmm. um, pay an annual fee on that card. So she just yeah. uses it for gas and for her fo- cell phone bill. So like, that's an easy thing right there. And then you just auto pay your bill each month and you don't have to worry about it because you auto paid it. So you're not going to forget about it. So it just, it, it really depends on your circumstances to see where you go. But if you're a person that doesn't like drive, like, cause the Wells Fargo one is good for like gas and like also for um, yeah, exactly. protection. The Uber one is also a good one because it also has cell phone protection and it has no annual fee. So you could use that for Uber Eats or for Uber Rides. So it depends okay. on like, yeah, it really depends on what you're looking for. So for an international person, like when I was in Canada in Montreal in the um, summertime in July, they have Uber Eats there. I could have technically used an Uber card and get the Uber Eats points from like all my purchases and just booked like either Uber Eats and Uber through that and use my points for that. So it just, it really depends on what you're looking for. So like for my mom, because my mom doesn't use Uber because she's in Los Angeles, it made more mm-hmm. sense for her to get the Wells Fargo Propel card because she could use it for three times for gas. But yeah. uh, if you're a person who lives in like a very like city-like place, like New York City, Uber Eats might be better for you because like you take uber and you also order food so uber eats on top of that you know so just yeah it's really specific to your needs and seeing what you want to get the value out of the card so for me what i would look into first for any person that's looking to credit cards to save money 
is the first thing to research what you're looking for. Are you looking for travel or are you looking for cell phone protection like my mom in this scenario? And then after that, check if there's annual fees. Does it make sense if you do the math? Does it make sense for you to either pay the annual fee or not pay the annual fee? So it really depends mm-hmm. on what you're looking for. If Because for me, I'm fine with paying the Chase Reserve fee for like five fifty each year because I use those points and miles. So for me, it's it's okay because I get $300 for a travel credit. And I also I think I get $50 on um, Grubhub or DoorDash. DoorDash is the one I get the credits for. So for me, it makes sense because I use that. And because I have the freedom and freedom unlimited points and I can move them to Chaser's Reserve, where it goes from 1.25 points to 1.5 points in a Chase Reserve portal for ultimate rewards, it makes sense for me because then I transfer to the partners and then I could get rewards out of that. So it depends on what you're looking for. Do you want cash back or do you want um, to book for travel? So for anyone in general, like it just depends on what you're looking for out of the travel credit card. Totally. And for like with all these, because this is like everything that you pretty much like write about in your blog and this is all the information that you share. Yeah. Um, Like on average, obviously, like right now, like, you know, travel isn't really like happening at the moment, but like on average, because you've been you've been to so many places um, like doing all these steps and, you know, just keeping track of all these points and things like that, like everything that you do, like how uh, much does it allow you to travel? Like how often are you able to actually go places because of all these things that you're putting into place? Okay, so before coronavirus happened, I was traveling once a month for the past nine months. So like wow. I've been having enough yeah, I've been having enough money to do that for that because I saved so much money. Like instead of paying twenty dollars to go to a yoga class, I found a free one like let's say like through Lululemon or Sweaty Betty yeah. or somewhere else in general. And then like the conferences, I didn't pay three hundred dollars. I went for free because I found a free promo code online. And the thing funny about that part is that I would have paid anyway. But I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm gonna wait it out because I bet like they're gonna like wait it out because they want their audience to come. And also because, you know, like near the end of the deadline, like, you know, for the conference itself, they still want to make some money versus like no money. So like they're going to have like maybe a last minute sale or a promo code that might come out. So I was like, okay, I'll wait it out. Like, you know, if it gets sold out, it's not going to be the end of the world. I can still go on YouTube or listen to podcasts to get like advice about any topic. But it's still always good to go in person because you get to see the person speaking live. And I'm also more entertained when I go to events in person versus mm-hmm. like going on YouTube or podcasts. So for me, I was like, okay, I'm going to wait it out. So I waited it out and I end up um, getting those free promo codes to go for free. And like the Yo Expo, I was already in Los Angeles. Like I'm from there. So like I'm seeing my parents anyway. And like, I was exactly. like okay, there's a festival going on for yoga too. So I might as well go there too. So like, I and have you been able to like apply all this for like international travel as well, or were you mostly just traveling like within the U.S.? Um, within the U.S., I've done a lot for within the U.S. Um, overseas, I haven't tested it as much, just because um my overseas trip for Antarctica, like it was a little that's a little bit harder, but I actually mm-hmm. oh, I actually did get a deal on that. You're right. So the New York Times travel show, kind of like similar to the travel adventure show that you guys have in Los Angeles and Boston and a bunch of other cities. They have a lot of the vendors there. So the ship that I went on, Oceanwide, they were at that event. So because I went to that event, they actually had um, a discount. So like if you're looking for a big travel like that, definitely look into travel adventure shows that are happening or any big travel convention because a lot of the vendors, if you meet them there, you have a personal relationship that you build with them and they will give you a discount like there because they're promoting themselves there. They paid a lot of money and, you know, to go to that event and they want to network pe- with people as well. So like if you're going on a big trip like Antarctica, you can go to that too. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And then also for Antarctica, this is another tip, but it depends on your like specific um, needs and stuff. For me, I yeah, have to totally. book the um, Antarctica trip in advance because Antarctica also has last minute deals. So oh, what is okay. also Yeah, you got to keep it, you got to keep that in mind. Yeah. So for Antarctica, what's hard about Antarctica is that the boat leaves only on specific days. It's not like an airplane where you could go every single day. Like Antarctica has only specific dates for different boats and different cruises. So it depends on what you're looking for. So for mine, um, I booked it when I was at the New York Times travel show. And also like there's a lot of different Facebook communities that also talk about Antarctica. So they also give codes for that as well. Like um, a lot of travel Mm -hmm. agents, they have um, posts that they make about um, discounts for Antarctica because they get like a specific commission. 
So what you do is that you sign up for all of the travel agencies' emails and stuff, and literally last minute they'll blast you with deals. So because of coronavirus and how it happened in China, this was actually the cheapest time to get to go to Antarctica. Because all those Chinese visitors had to cancel their trips, and because a boat company still wants to make money, they still sold them all for super last minute deals. And it was like kind of like surprising, you know? Because when I saw the、yeah. email, I was like, "Wow, this is like way cheaper than my price." So I paid around six or seven thousand dollars to go to Antarctica for a four bed, four bed. So I had to share the room with three other people. There's four of us. It was、mm-hmm. the same price last minute to go to Antarctica on your own bed. Like nobody,、oh, wow. yeah. So it's like it's funny how like you could. It depends if you have the flexibility to go last minute, then for sure yeah, yeah, go to the、totally. last minute deals. But if you have to, like, I have a normal job too. I work in tech. If you have a normal job, you have to plan that in advance because you have to give your boss notice. Exactly.、So、it depends when you're looking for. It. You can do something last minute. That's the cheapest way you could go because at the last minute, something might happen where people might cancel their boat. And then you could take their ride potentially. So this actually happened to my Antarctica trip.、Um, it wasn't in my room, but the, another room that had four people in it. Only three of them made it because one of the girls had to cancel last minute because she had like a family emergency. But、mm-hmm. like the boat company, they have to sell that ticket, you know, because like、It's, they're gonna lose money. That's when you take advantage of the of the good exactly. price. Exactly. Exactly.、Yeah. So because、um, people have all these last minute deals. But also depends too. So、um, Antarctica is very specific, where you ha- you could do activities depending on each boat. So my boat has both camping and also kayaking, but not every、mm-hmm. boat does that. So if you want a trip that has both, you will pay more to get both. So it's better to book in advance because、um, if you book a last minute, the spots might fill up for the kayaking, the camping. So it depends on like what activities you want to do too. Do you want to pay extra to go to camping and kayaking? And for me, I did. I was like, I did not go that way far away to not go camping or kayaking. I'll pay the extra money to go. I'll, I'll save <laughs> the money to go. Totally. So of like, but if, but if I didn't want to go, that trip would have been so much cheaper because there are so many other、mm-hmm. boats that didn't offer that type of activity that I could have easily saved money on. So it just depends on what you're looking for. So like, yeah, if you just want to go to Antarctica and like no problem, very flat. Flexible. Definitely Google around and sign up for travel newsletters from specific travel agencies that are in Argentina in Hoshuaila because that's where the boat leaves from. So just Google around,、mm-hmm. look for cheap,、um, well not not cheap, but just like travel agencies that are based in Hoshuaila, Argentina that have travel newsletters. You can find a lot of websites online that have them and just sign up for their newsletters and just pay attention whenever they send you out their weekly newsletter for deals and stuff. That is a good way to go if you could have the flexibility of going whenever you want to, and、mm-hmm. Antarctica is not like going to other places like in Europe or like U.S. or anything specific. You can only go in certain times of the year. So I believe the season is like late October, early November to March. So it depends、okay. on like from that time frame. You can only go to Antarctica because of the other times it's too like cold or. For like Antarctica、yeah. to go, so like it depends what you're looking for. But for Antarctica, definitely look into getting last minute newsletters if you want really want to go. And if you don't care about doing kayaking or camping, like that's the way to go. Like you will find a way cheaper deal than what I paid, and you might even get your own room. So I actually、yeah. went to the um the Women's Travel Fest um a few weeks ago in New York City. So one of the girls I went to the the um conference with, she sat next to me. So that's how we met. She was actually going to Antarctica that following week, and then I told her, and I was like, "Oh, like how how did you organize your trip and stuff?" And she's like, "I literally saw a last minute deal for it," and I was like, "That's the same price I paid for a four bed versus like a one person for your own room." So like those、mm-hmm. last minute deals do happen. It just depends on how flexible you are yeah, with your you job. Yeah, you just have to buy a bed. Yeah, and、so、how much? Like, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was like, yeah, for definitely for international trips like that. For Antarctica, it's it's a lot harder to book than I mean it's not like super super hard, but just a lot more variables you have to deal with versus like going anywhere like Europe or like Asia、yeah. or any or Latin America. It's a lot more flexible because you know like an airplane and train or bus leaves every day, but like a boat not every single day it leaves. Exactly. So you just have to depend on what kind of activity and what trip you're planning to go to. What you're looking for exactly, and like learning all this and and doing all these, like you know, you started your blog. Has um, have you like been presented with like opportunities? Is like, are you planning on making like your blog kind of like your full time job, or like because you mentioned that you have like your your tech job, um, but what are your 
what are your plans for like your blog and everything? Is this something that you're trying to pursue as like an independent career or have you been like, uh, have you ha- has this brought any opportunities to you? Um, so for me, I'm not making that much money on my blog yet. If anything, it's costing me time and money at the, the same time. But for me, I'm not super ambitious about like making money right away because I think that's where a, mm-hmm. a little bit where bloggers mess up because if you go after the money right away, you don't get to know your audience, you, you know, like, exactly. you don't, and it seems kind of fake. So for me, I'm in it for the long run, kind of like Gary V. Mm-hmm. Like Gary V talks about this all the time on his podcast, yes. how he's always <laughs> into the long game. Like I'm also in the to long game because I, I also want to build community i also want to get to know my audience i also want to know their pain points so it's funny that you brought that up so like my my website for pennywise traveler it's mostly about free nyc events lists but when i started posting in my instagram stories about travel hacking tips people started reaching me out way more on dms than they would about the free stuff they're like reaching out to like oh what credit card should i use and like what should i do for this because i was posting travel hacking tips on my stories about what i did in philadelphia And, Mm -hmm. like, you have to see where your audience stands because, like, for the first step, you know, like, free NYC events, like, they got that. They could see how they save on everyday things. But what's the next step for them to book a trip? It's travel hacking, right? Because you Mm -hmm. already know how to find all the free stuff. The next step is to book that trip. So you have to learn which credit card to use to your ability. Like, do you want to get cell phone protection like my mom? Or do you want to, like, also, like, save money for a trip to Antarctica and use a purchase eraser? Or do you want to just book a flight and just use a transferable partner on Chase? It just depends on, like, where they stand. And as soon as I started talking about that in my stories, people started reaching out to me. They're like, oh, like, I want to know which credit card to use for this and, like, everything. And it's funny that you brought that up because um, I was actually supposed to do a meetup with Miles Talk. So mm-hmm. Miles Talk, he was a presenter at New York Times Travel Show. So we actually kind of bonded over that. And we were supposed to do a joint meetup together, like, literally two weeks ago. But unfortunately, it got canceled because of coronavirus. But yeah. my audience, they're so excited. They're, like, they're so happy that we're going to do a joint meetup together. We are planning to do it at a bar where people come and we just talk about miles and points and just, like, like NYC events and just things in general. And they were so excited. They reached out to me, like, oh, I'm so excited to go to learn more about travel hacking because that's the next step for me. Like, I already got all the free events I need for me to save on everyday budget. But this next step on that is like, how do I book this trip? What credit card do I use? How do I do this? And that's the next, the next step you have to do. So like for me, I'm more interested in seeing where my audience lies, you know, like, cause I want to cater, cause it's not about me, you know, it's about like them, you know, like how, how Mm -hmm. does my blog fit into everybody else's needs? Like, is this going to just be some, another website that people just have for information or they actually get value out of it, you know? So you want to see what value your customers, um, well, for me, it's my readers value, you know? Exactly. So, So that's how I see that coming. That's so exciting. Do you have any any like big plans for your blog? You know, because right now, like I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like you, you're just catering to your audience. You're getting to know your audience rather than like focusing on like the money making, of course. Um, but do you have like any big like future plans for your blog? Like, are you know, what do you have in store for this year? Okay, so it's actually funny you said that. So um, in uh, May, I was supposed to go to TravelCon and I was supposed to go to Women Travel Summit to learn more about blogging and how to make my blog um, improve from like different bloggers and stuff. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, with coronavirus, it's getting canceled. Yeah. It's funny. No, because... all the fun stuff is getting canceled. <laughs> no, but it's funny because like when I when I mentioned in my Instagram stories and stuff that I was going, like all these people started reaching out to me like, oh, we're so excited to learn your tips like about like you going to these different places to learn more about like money and travel tips from other bloggers mm-hmm. and also how to improve your blog in general they're kind of excited about that yeah so like um my future plans are on hold until like coronavirus calms down but yeah. in terms of that i'm actually focusing writing more about money and travel tips just because um right now i can't really write about free events so a lot yeah. of my um, i've been posting this a lot in my instagram stories about free fitness stuff just because of a lot of free fitness classes in my all the so online like stuff. Of, yeah, so a lot of my um, audience actually likes to go to workouts. So mm-hmm. because I've been posting online about like Y7 yoga or like Barry's Bootcamp having free classes and what times they are, they've been excited about that. So they're doing that in the meantime because that's also saving money too. Because like mm-hmm. if you never paid to go to a Barry's Bootcamp class and you did an Instagram live, you can see like, oh, I do or do not like this instructor or I do not like this class. You can also figure out if you like the how the class is like catered, you know. 
And that's mm-hmm. another tip for money too, because if you're not going to pay $30 flat out and go to a class that you never even tested, but you could test it a little bit by going to Instagram live, you can see if it's worth your money or not to go pay for exactly. these things. And it's, and it, that's also, that's, that's funny. It's also a money tip. So next um, month and also on Chase Freedom, you have 5% cash backs for gyms. So I actually called Chase about this. And I, I was like, well, do gym apps count? Because some gym apps like Melissa Wood Health or Tone It Up, they charge a fee. And mm-hmm. then they said like, you have to double check with the vendors. So like you have to call Tone It Up or um, Melissa Wood Health and ask them how they specifically categorize um, themselves on um, Chase for the vendor. So if they classify as gym, you get the 5% cash back, but if they don't, you have to contest it with, Ch- with Chase. And oh, on top okay, of that, that yeah. So, so you have to figure out for that way, but that's also saving money because you save that Chase Freedom points and you move it to reserve because it's 5% cash back. So you also, that's also like another money tip there. But um, for, for, for groceries, it's also next month. But um, the thing about groceries is that for Amazon, when you order on Whole Foods, they classify it as merchandise. So what I did when I called Chase, I was like, well, next month, like you guys have 5% cash back on Chase Freedom. Like, but on my reserve card, when I booked the Whole Foods, it said merchandise. And then the Chase rep told me that next month when that happens, you, you have to call them to dispute the charge that you book groceries. I, have, mm-hmm. I don't know the process yet because I haven't done it yet. But um, on Amazon Fresh, because it's directly on the Chase list, that counts as groceries. But the problem is, is that Amazon Fresh gets sold out way faster than Whole Foods. So if you could beat the Chase and like book it right away, your Amazon Fresh, you don't have to dispute the charge. But on okay. um, if you book on Whole Foods, you have to dispute the charge. So it, mm. it just depends on how fast. Like it, it's all this. Like I know it's such a game, right? It's like it depends right. On it's, you gotta be like aware of like how they're categorized and yeah. the different part. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have to like and, listen to this episode. I can't wait to like listen to this episode again oh, because I feel like you gave so much information. I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I need definitely. to like take I gotta like go back to it and like just take a bunch of notes because I mean it, it's all it's a money game it really is yeah um, and, then, and um, it's it's so important for us to save money and especially like you know for who, those who are passionate about like traveling and even if it's not like traveling abroad just like going to events and just being like that active community member um, and definitely. a lot of us don't do things because of the money like I hold back from so many activities and trips you know because it costs a lot. And so this is like really, really interesting to kind of learn all this from you. And I'm definitely going to keep up with your blog and everything. Cause oh, you. you know, I want to be, especially when all this blows over, like I, I want to get back out there. Like I love, you know, going to the city and just, you know, spending the weekend there and just doing things. Um, but yeah, if I'm a little bit more penny wise, I will be able to do more of it. <laughs> yeah. Right now, um, my past articles recently have been all about free at NYC event list. But, so that's when I started going to travel hacking because I literally went to that um, event literally like a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. And then people started reaching out. So now I'm going to start writing more about like credit cards and travel hacking just because like, yeah. like I was saying, it's like, cater to my audience what do they want and especially and this you can time apply of- that to anywhere Exa- you know. exactly and especially with this time of crisis of we're, how we're in um coronavirus they, mm-hmm. they need to save money right so like if they save money from five percent cash back on groceries like that's a money tip for them you know and then they can yeah. use that point to chase reserve and it's worth more too so it's like mm-hmm. you have to think about how you fit into your audience's needs because right now a lot of people don't have money and like you have to teach them of what what you can do to help themselves, you know, because you want to yeah. cater to your audience. You want to help them. You just don't want to be like another website out there because there's so many of those. You, you want exactly. to have your audience have value. And I've noticed like when I've been testing out different stuff here and there, this is what they want. They already know, like they, they like the free events. They like that because I get, usually get like 100 shares each week on Facebook. They oh, like wow. that. They, they like that, but they also want to learn about the nitty gritty stuff. Like what's the next step for me? Like how do I book mm-hmm. this trip now that I save all this money or like $20 from like yoga and, and whatnot? Like what's the next step for me to do something else? And that's where the travel hacking comes in because you have to teach them how they use a credit card specifically and also tell them auto pay it. Like, so you don't forget because that's, that's one if you don't auto pay right, right away and you you might forget about it and then you get a big fee because those interest rates on those credit cards, they're more expensive because they're yeah, exactly. giving you value. So like you also have to tell them like, make sure as soon as you get that card, auto pay it. And this is another tip 
So on Chase, you have two different logins. You have your personal Chase and you also have your Chase business account. So as soon as I got my business card for Chase, I literally made a business account on the Chase website and I put it on auto pay so I wouldn't forget. Like you also have to remember depending on the company, you could also combine them. But I've been like researching if I should or should not combine my Chase my Chase account into just the business account. I'm just trying to like test things around. But um, depending on your needs, like if you forget that you have two different logins, like you're going to forget to pay for your bill, you know, like, so it just, mm-hmm. it just, you just have to be very responsible about it too. And setting reminders for yourself and just as disclosure, like I'm not telling anyone to sign up for credit cards or anything. I'm just trying to give like advice from like how I would tackle the situation. So like, exactly. I'm, not, I'm not responsible for anyone's finances. <laughs> exactly. We all have to be I, responsible for our own money dis- uh, choices. Yeah. So I just need um, to give disclosure for that. So that's, that's yeah, of course, of course. Um, what would be like five, you know, obviously we're like in mid-March right now. Um, so not a lot of traveling is going on, but I know that our community is itching to get back to their traveling plans and all that. What would be like five quick tips that you could give our audience Um that they could, you know, things that they could start planning right now. Um, Cause of course this is all gonna blow over one day and things will resume as they were. Um, so what would be like five quick tips that you could give them to, you know, things that they could actively start doing now in order to prepare for like traveling like later on this year or like early next year. Okay, so like the first tip is like to look up and to like see what kind of free events you wanna look to in that specific destination. The second tip I would say is like like I keep talking about credit cards, but this is where I would handle the situation. Like my my perspective is to see what credit card is specific for that trip. So like if you're going to Antarctica, like you're not going to get like you want to use a purchase race or a Capital One venture because you can wipe out the charge. You don't want to use like Chase on reserve because you can transfer the partner for the airline, but not for the cruise. So like do the specifics of what you're trying to get out of the value for that trip. And then number three is to look for like um, after looking for free events in the in the place you're going to. Also, if you're traveling alone, definitely look into couch surfing or like different Facebook groups online for women and see if you can find a travel buddy. That's also kind of nice because I remember when I was backpacking across Europe and stuff, it, it kind of got lonely sometimes. And it's always nice if there's a couch surfing meetup or another mm-hmm. person wants a meetup just for community wise. And I guess from the next tip after that for another money tip is also just look into like general, like what your needs are right now and try to cater them. So like an example would be like, if you're short on cash right now as a freelancer and you have like no like money, like definitely look into unemployment, but also look into different, I posted this on my Facebook, but um, definitely look out to see what other resources are available for freelancers right now and how you can help them. A lot of people have been giving advice about how to start an account on Upwork or Fiverr just as a freelancer to make some side money at least. I also posted on my Facebook a list of like five or six different resources I found on the internet about like jobs that let you work from home and stuff and like also like freelancer work um, resources about like just to get help in general and then mm-hmm. I guess like the last step I would do after all that is also um just try to make a budget plan for yourself to see like where you you are like do you spend a lot of money like eating out or like do you spend a lot of money on gym like try to see like where you spend a lot of money on and then try to go from there and see like what you can save on so my thing is like I buy a lot of food from like Whole Foods I know that's more expensive because you could shop cheaper at like Aldi or Target but like, for me, it's like I lose time if I go into like the supermarket because I could just yeah. order it online on Amazon and it comes in two hours. Well, right now it doesn't. Right now it comes in two days. Yeah. But like, um, no. And also there are yeah. ways to keep uh, Whole Foods affordable because I also am a Whole Foods shopper. Um, yeah. And if you're very smart about what you're buying, how you're buying and all of that, and if you plan, um, I've been pretty good at keeping my weekly spending at under a hundred dollars and I it's me it's it's me my husband and our our son um and I make all home-cooked meals and I've gotten like pretty good at just at keeping it like under a hundred dollars a week of course there's like there's months there's like that one week that you have to like you know buy certain things that you're you run out of so it's a little bit more um but back in the day I was spending between like 130 150 dollars um, a week on groceries and I've managed to like cut that down to like under a hundred dollars um, yeah. so there are ways there are ways <laughs> yeah so definitely like look into your spending habits if you like if it makes more sense because like for me I I pay the extra money to get Whole Foods because mm-hmm. I lose time from from waiting like going to the supermarket and bringing it exactly. back to Especially my house you live, it's just easier I, exactly so it depends on your needs like for like my roommate the other day she waited half an hour to go inside Trader Joe's 
Like for me, oh, it's gosh. like half an hour. That's time for me. And she had to take the train to go home for like another 15, 20 minutes. It's almost one yeah. hour alone in her trip, plus waiting in line. So it costed her over like an hour or so. Like I'm fine with paying like a five or seven dollar tip for Whole Foods. Like I make mm-hmm. more than five or seven seven dollars an hour. So like if they just come to me and deliver to my house, that's also time and money right there. Cause time is also it's considered money for me, you know? Like I'm willing to pay the extra money to get my food delivered because I could work on those hours so like doing something else you know working a blog exactly. for my audience mm-hmm. so it just depends on your needs of like where you see like you value like money and time exactly no that makes so much sense love it oh my god you are like a like a wealth of knowledge like you're a fountain oh, you. of, <laughs> of tips and I'm so excited to listen to this episode again and just like absorb it all once more um because i'm definitely going to be applying a lot of these tips into my daily routine because my plan of course you know especially now working with ggc is to do more traveling more trips even if it's not like international i want to travel around the us i want to just even just a cal up and down california there's so many things so much to do here um so i'm definitely going to be looking into all these tips that you just gave me um but before we get off the call i want to just ask you a couple um fun like rapid fire like questions um the first one so far what has been your favorite travel destination Hmm, that's a very hard because i've been 35 countries Um, i know that's why i'm like okay which one's like been her favorite (laughs) she's been to so many places um thailand is definitely up there thailand is very cheap the food is delicious like i love thai food and the beaches are very nice and massages are cheap that's a very fun and cheap destination there there's a lot of backpackers there too so you'll meet people there and if you ever Mm -hmm. run into trouble like a lot of thai people also speak english so you won't be it it won't be that bad when you go there so that's definitely a cheap and fun destination Cool. I'll keep that in mind because that's always been like my fear is like to go to like a country where like the language barrier is like really difficult because I've never experienced that. Um, so Thai- I've heard amazing things about Thailand. So I'll have to put that on my bucket list. Yeah, definitely. Um, and what is your favorite self-help book? Hmm. There's like there's so many like it's actually funny you said that because I went to this webinar yesterday and she gave us three free books she gave us the Susie Orman book and then she gave us Tim Ferriss and this other book and it was a, a free downloadable to go get the ebook so I'm mm-hmm. actually looking forward to reading Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week right now I'm trying to finish Nicole Latwin's book for um she wrote this book called Becoming Spurwoman and she gives steps of like how to like prevent burnout and I actually got that book for free from her free event so like I'm actually trying to oh, finish okay. that book first and then I'll read a um the book from Tim Ferriss for the four-hour work week let me know how you like that one because I've heard so much about it. Um, yeah. I, I, haven't, I haven't read it myself, but I'm super curious. So let me know when you how you like it when you're done with that one. Yeah, definitely. I could try to forward you the presentation if it's still live too, where you can forward it out to someone if they want to see the money tips from the webinar I went to yesterday. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and last question. This is like a new question that I came up with. I think it's really fun. Uh, if you were a color, which color would you be and why? I mean, I like the color blue because it's the color of the ocean. I just think it's a very fun color. Like my um, room right now is actually turquoise and I do have some blue in here too. So it's like Mm -hmm. blue has always been my favorite color. I guess because it's like I grew up in Los Angeles and I love the ocean. So it just reminds me of the ocean. I love that. That's a really good answer. Um, And Angel, where can people find you online? Give us all your links. How can we connect with you? Definitely. So um, my website's called Pennywise Traveler. So it's P-E-N-N-Y-I-S-T-R-A-V-E-L-E-R.com. And Pennywise Traveler is also the same for Instagram and for um, Pinterest as well. For Twitter, unfortunately, I had to condense it because um, Twitter is very specific about the characters you could have for username. So it's P-N-Y-W-I-S-T-R-A-V-E-L-E-R. So like pretty much all my um instagram my all my social media handles are the same except for twitter but if you google my name you'll you'll probably find me too okay perfect awesome well angel thank you so much for tuning in with us it was a pleasure speaking with you and learning from you i honestly feel like i just sat through like a master class on you should do that you should do like a master class on like money being money wise and like the all the the travel hacks and money hacks and you should do like a course because I think it would be super successful um thank you 
Yeah, of course. So thank you so much for your time. And again, I would love to thank our listeners for tuning in to the GGC podcast. We appreciate you guys so much. Um, Again, if you have the time to leave us a rating or a review, we would absolutely love that. And you can connect with us online as well on our website, www.globalgirlcommunity.com. Anywhere on social media, just search Global Girl Community and we will pop up. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, Pinterest. And if you guys haven't had a chance to join our free community group, we are on, we have a Facebook group. It's really great. We have so much amazing content on there and the girls in there are absolutely amazing. You just got to search facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash global girl community. And you can request to join our our community there. Um, So yeah, that is it for us today. I hope everybody is doing well, safe and healthy. Angel, again, thank you so much for joining us. I can't wait to uh, catch up with you um, online and I will keep you posted on when this airs. Sounds great. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Have a great rest of your week, girl. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. Mm -hmm. Bye. All right. Bye.